you know, because I know there's nobody out there that's saying a bad word, you know, because I've never given anybody any reason, you know, so I never retaliate, just just get on with it and just do the do. And we like to party, it's like, you know, it's what we do, you know, and I think we do it well. And that's something that, you know, again, in America, they don't understand it that you guys created careers out of this stuff. It wasn't oh, yeah. just a matter of yeah. like, well, you did it for two years and then you left the club scene and you went to another job. No, yeah. you guys are there 30, 35 well, years. I mean, like if you talk to people like Paul Okapold or Sasha or Daft Punk or Basement Jacks, you know, like we discovered all these guys, you know, we, we, we gave oh. them the best gigs, you know, it's like, it's such a, and you know, and you go to, you go to, um, to, to Glastonbury and look at the pyramid stage and you've got Gubermada on there or Basement Jackson headlining. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm kind of like a proud dad. You know, it's kind of great to see, you know, that you were uh, instrumental in helping those guys. Incredible. Meanwhile. And they came back to pay respects to me also um, when we did the, um, Millennium Square with the Symphonic Orchestra, which was fantastic. And everyone came and played for free. And from Basement Jacks to Guvamada to Robin S to Robert Owens, Alison Limerick. It was just amazing. Hold on one second, bro. Having an audio issue with Twitch. I hope that's better. At the same time, this is our first show. As I was telling everybody, we're on Facebook same time on Instagram and also Twitch, and I'm getting some complaints that Twitch is giving me a little bit of a noise, like a hiss. They all want to hear everything what you're saying, so I apologize yeah. for interrupting. I know I'll have to. I'll have to realize that I'll have to get my American voice on as well because there'll be a lot of people over there that don't understand me. But if you can stay with me, I'll try and lip sync. <laughs> okay. So they said to me, uh, my my moderator said. Everything is okay. I don't know what the hell happened. But again, the people on Twitch, if you're watching, please understand. I'm going to play another clip. I want to play a little more. I'm going to bring it up. You know this one. This is the inside out. So oh, yeah. I want to show them this. Um, this, is, uh, this is early days. This is when we... Um... Where we gave like this is around the time where we were bringing ninety five. This is about the time we broke Daft Punk and people like Sneak, um, Derek Carter, Mark Verena, you know. We joined the young and not so young, celebrating the UK's longest running club night. Thank you. 
Ironically, it was the death of the acid house scene that brought about the birth of Back to Basics. Friends Dave Beer and Alistair Cook were so fed up of having nowhere to go I played their kind of music. They decided to set their own club in Leeds back in 1991. Is that Gino Latino? Yeah, I hear it. I don't need parties anymore. I'm a bit tired of that sort of white glove whistle-blowing, glow waving sort of head culture that had happened, you know. Within weeks, word had spread, and hundreds were being turned away at the door. One of my best memories is to be a girl in 1992, with the top four, looked out the window, looked down the street. The whole street was just a roadblock. Cars were just giving up, trying to get up, and they would bring it. We took the top floor, it was called the chocolate factory. We turned it into the music factory, and uh, but we did it in a gay club purposely because we knew that would keep a lot of them, um, you know, elements away, you know, that we didn't want in there, you know, the wrong type of people. <laughs> 18 months after its launch, co-founder Ali Cook was killed in a car crash. But Dave decided to carry on staying true to their original plan, to play house music for like-minded people. It's got its purest, purest roots in, in, in classic house music. I think that um, when other trends have come and gone and, and you know different genres have become more um, popular than others, Basics has been pretty consistent in, in just quality house music. Cheers, mate. Although he's one of the world's biggest DJs, Pete Tong has only played Basics a handful of times. A daunting experience, even for him. I think of all the clubs I've probably played in the UK over the years, you kind of get the slight feeling that you're kind of intruding a little bit. <laughs> People will travel from all over the country to back to Basics, but its most loyal followers have always been closer to home. Some are still involved, others just happy to reminisce. Dave asked me if I, if I want to do the job and um, and I'll go for it. And yeah, you know, three months maybe. Yeah. You might get out of it. Well, 18 years later, I still can't believe it myself. The vibe was brilliant, you know, the people were brilliant. I think, you know, back then, there was, because there was nothing else like it, you just met people that you'd never normally meet, you know, from different backgrounds. Yeah. The most uh, brilliant thing that happened to me at Basics has got to be the fact that, and this is a bit. I met my husband. Oh, and yeah, Jacob, at the end of the night, he asked, he asked me to catch the bus there. And I just looked at him and I said, Do I look like a catch bus here? <laughs> <laughs> I said, We're getting a taxi home, we can come home with us for a tea. And then ever since then, he's living with me. <laughs> it wasn't long before the music press had cottoned on to the popularity of Back to Basics. And in particular, it's larger than life host. Most of the ideas I've had from. They've been given off by, say, things that have happened in the past, like punk things, you know, like we used to invite the press and not let them into the club, but that was a sex discussion. It's a way of getting attention, you know, not letting people in, which people want to get in even more. Even the child's want to be punched from being <laughs> a bit of a punk maverick. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen this for a long time. Oh, I'm not Ben. Yeah. Oh, Ben Turner. Yeah. Very much had that cavalier kind of, I don't know, working class spirit about it. It was it was people doing good from nothing around the joys and love of music. And I think basics carried that through right from the beginning and right through to today. It's just got a spirit and a, a ballsy attitude about it, which is very much what Acid House was built for. And it's that attitude that comes through in the club's tongue-in-cheek players. 
The most memorable, a take on the iconic Sex Pistols album cover, even sold in Sotheby's. As the popularity of dance music grew, the scene became more mainstream. Clubbing got more corporate. There was money to be made. It was a route back to basics with few to go back. And all the other clubs were down nosing all these labels, you know, I was quite happy to not take that sponsorship money because, you know, we're... Why? We're going to ask you the question. We're going to ask you in a minute why you didn't take it. Hang on, Dave. We couldn't sell baseball caps because you couldn't get in a club with a baseball cap. You know, it was like... Take your hat off, right? They're not like there's not thousands of them around the world, and they can't replicate it three times in three cities on the same Saturday night. They can't do that. It revolves around a small group of people and their vision, and um, and that's what it is. Dates is in London. It's not like we've got this big celebrity culture. Yeah. Like most famous person used to come on with their foot. Amazing, brother. Amazing. Yeah. Love to get a little club that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Let me, let me just, I'm going to put this behind us while we talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, like I said, what makes you not take sponsorship money? Come on, it's like easy. Yeah, everyone says sponsorship money. You know that. Nothing in life comes free, you know. Like, I mean, like, you know, I, 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 we're, we're a cool underground club, you know, like to associate ourselves with some kind of aftershave brand that we wouldn't even wear, <laughs> you know, like just for money. It's not about the money, you know. We were breaking people like this in, you know, like the bass projection and that punk, you know, like, and I never even asked for 20% of that, you know, and I gave Virgin, like, the, the homework album. You know, brought it back from Paris and Dave Clark from Soma. He saw he, he signed the first record and uh, just an indie tune. And then um, with Daft Punk, and um, I gave Caroline Provero, who now is with David Guetta, and I gave her the the, the, the cassette and said, um, uh, you know, listen to this. And it was, I'd like tracks like Da Funk on. It was like, I mean, it was just like, no, there was. I mean, as you remember, it was groundbreaking that music. When that punk, it was just such a had such a different sound about it. it just like, what the f is this? So basically, yeah. wait a minute. So you discovered that album? Like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we were we were in Paris. We were going to a party in Disneyland, and on our way, we heard this music coming out of a bar. You know. So we were like, what's that? You know what I mean? And we went, we went in and there's these two kids in there, young slippers of kids. He looked about 14, 15 years old, just playing this music. And we were like, whoa. So I went up and said, what is this? 
what is this music? You know, like, oh, it is our music. Thomas was the only one who could speak English at that moment. Guy couldn't. And I said, I said, What's it, what do you mean? And he said, it is us, Daft Punk. I said, no, 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 hold on a minute. I'm the Daft Punk. You know what I mean? I'm that punk, you know what I mean? And we giggled and I said, well, I said, I said, we stayed and we listened to it. I said, have you got any more? And they said, oh, yes, it's all our music. And they played, uh, we, I was just, we were just blown away. So I went again, the old uh, dollar bill being, well, the uh, whatever bill, euro we had. It was like, right, guys, we've got a party in Manchester next week. You come in. And we took him over to Tony Wilson at Factory Records, took him over to his um, one of his seminars. Um, and we took that punk over. And, um, yeah, the rest is history. You know, you know nobody would ever heard of them. So basically, really, you discovered them at that bar? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Soma, you know, um, the slight guys in Scotland, they put out the first single. And then we gave Caroline the thing, just gave it to me and said, you know, check that out. You know, like, and uh, and it came out. But, I mean, it's kind of funny when you see how uh, history goes. I was watching the um, documentary, and like, when Daphne come to town, they go like, hi, Dave, how do you? you know, they speak great, they speak better English than I do now. And it's like, they were like they're like, you know, you, how many do you want to come? And just, what if we put you plus 40? You know, so I turned up at that festival, like me and 40 people, you know, it's like, so they still never forget. But um, but when I was watching the documentary on Netflix, and we were going, oh, right, this is where we come in, and Caroline, but like, there's no there's no word of us. No mention. No word, no word, of, no word of Soma, no word of Caroline even. It's, it's just some guy who was even there at the time, record, record executive, claiming all the, uh, taking all the credit for it. But the facts are the facts. You know, like you know, you can ask them, you can ask anyone. You know, like what happened that night, that rainy night, and uh, we never even got to Disneyland. You know, it was that good. <laughs> we just stayed in the bar. There was only us and them in there. Okay, so so everybody knows who Caroline Proctor is. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. She's a great girl. Okay. She's like, and she's a manager. Caroline, like, she went. And she, I mean, she should have got the credit for it because she she took she went to took it to Virgin to the bosses and said, like, listen to this music. And uh, yeah, it was the homework album, the first album. Let's no, clarify this, everybody. I remember Caroline was doing promotions in those days. This is before she. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. So it's like kind of like, you know, it, it escalated there. I mean, I'm sure Caroline's a millionaire now. But, you know, like like I say, you know, I'm a millionaire in so many different ways, you know. And it's like, it, it's not it's not, a, it's not as though it's a short-term thing, you know. Like, I'm I'm only 57 at the end of the day. We've got, I've got another at least, give or take, you know, I'll give you another 50 years or so, and then I'll have to actually move them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you've got to start looking up to yourself, Lenny, after yeah. a while. You know, you can't live like this forever, can we? You know, we'll give it, say, 20, 30 years, maybe, and I'll, I'll pack it in. But maybe. We'll, we'll talk it over then. Right, we'll, we'll redo this again yeah, in 25 yeah, minutes. Years, yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you feeling, Dave? I'll still be on the cigarettes and the med wine. Okay. Hmm. So you're back to doing today's, you're doing your parties now. Yeah, it's cute, isn't it? You know, like what we're doing now. It's like, I mean, but before I go further, wait, where is Ralph Lawson? Uh, he was there on the first one. He played the first one. 
Okay. Yeah, he played the first one. I mean, like, Val Sam, Val decided he was retiring at one point. I said, like, like it's like gangsters. It's like, you know, retire? You know, retire. He never you know, how do you retire? How do you retire? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, you know, you, you either, you you're, you're like music or you are music. It's like, make your mind up, mate. You know what I mean? And if, if, if you're trying to tell me that it's you're not music, which I know you are, you'll be back anyway. And so I let him retire. He got his column inches and then he came back, bless him. But he's like, but he's not, he's, he's just playing. Bob's doing really well with 2020 vision. He's like, he's like, you know, he's been the backbone of the club since day one, um, along with Ali. But obviously, we suddenly lost Ali. But all our residents are still. There, like James Allroyd, um, and, the, and along the way we picked up like Tristan, and there's been a lot. Of, you know, we don't really change too much. We just keep it real, and then bring in fresh talent as we go along. So you know, I'm always still to this day looking for fresh music. You know, it's great. You know, when you when you come across like people at the moment. You know, we've got young DJs like Josh Blues. I've got a, um, a Kepler. He's fantastic. And I, and I like the sound of people like DJ Pipe. I don't know if you know any of these DJs, but they're all just young underground, you know, like like Dooley. And, you know, it's just really, really cool. Like Black Loop, I like those guys. You know, uh, what Villa Lobos he's putting out on his label. But, you know, again, you know, I like always listen for something fresh. You know, people say house music's dead, but they said that, you know, like when it started, you know, they said, oh, it won't last. You know, right, like, remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't last. I remember hearing that. It's not real music. You can't put soul into that. You know, it's like, what do you mean you can't put soul into it, mate? It is soul, you know. Well, it's all that digital technical thing, you know. What is that machine? It's a Roland, mate. It's a Roland. Get it in your head and fucking deal with it because it ain't going anywhere, mate. It's so, uh, but then again, we started giving them away, and I wish I'd have kept them. No, everybody said the same thing. We wish we all kept You know what I mean? I mean, can you imagine, you know, like back in the day when you used to have to quantize everything and like try and lay tracks down? I mean, it was crazy. I was talking to Marshall Jefferson about it, and I said, mate, I said, like, how you managed to do what you did, you know, like. Like, really, that that track was like really kickstart things, you know, like the way you managed to lay the the, the melody over the top and then over the drums here, like how, how, over the drums and keep everything in. And like, but bear in mind, we had a one second sample time as well, you know. It's like more or less like a dog bark, isn't it? Like, oh, that's it. That's the sample time. Now you can sample all bits of record. You can sample days worth of shit. And then yeah, the- you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you can just sample the entire record and put it out as yourself. You know what I mean? Just and that's what people are doing too, by the way. They're oh, putting- mate, mate, um, don't get me started. Do not get me started on that. I mean, like, I could name and shame a few people right now, you know, that I'd like, I, which has shocked me that people have not even been in a hundred miles of the studio and they're like buying tunes. You know what I mean? Well, that was. I was going to ask you, how do you feel about all this new stuff going on with this ghosting hey, stuff? Hey, hey, I mean, what, you know, I mean, as if like pay to play wasn't bad enough, you know what I mean? Like, if, if that wasn't bad enough, you know, if you had the money, you know, you got your Paris Hilton's of this world coming in and saying, here's 100, you know, and and your Ioki or whatever his name is, you know, letting his dinghy, you know, coming up with his dad's $100,000 and just waiting for half an hour to 
now so he can get his his Instagram followers on that guy. I mean, it's beyond me. And then to um, paying people for to make records for them because it sounds a little bit like them. Or if they hear a white label, they're not white labels though. They they know who they're going after, and they go like, you know, you keep your mouth shut. It's five grand. I'll put it out with my name on it. You'll do well, you know. And it's like you know, if you it, the, the market's so saturated, obviously some some producers and you know they don't have the confidence, and the, you know like the, the like the old tape option back in the day used to be. There'd be you'd always have the nerdy guy in the studio that was like you know doing all the technical thing, but and that's how you know, it is now. But I mean, I think it's just absolutely disgraceful. Could you imagine going on stage and winning a BAFTA, and like going and, and you stay like, for the record that, that you know the best album of the year and our best newcomer and it's, you didn't even like not even did you not just sit next to the engineer you didn't even go to the studio you know we're in the same country you know what I mean it's like well you know because you were too busy playing around and going to like you know Coachella and like miming you know, like, and what's that all about as well? You know, it's like, they said that, and, and a lot of people think it's acceptable. You know, I did a panel in uh, one of the conferences and half of the crowd were going, yeah, that's cool. And I'm saying, what is, what do you mean it's cool? You just sit there drinking champagne and just like not even mixing. Oh, wait a minute. You don't like the idea of, of someone, a DJ throwing birthday cake at people? Oh, you know what I mean? I mean, they can do that, you know what I mean? But I would throw bottles at them. And spraying the crowd and throwing birthday cake at everybody. You don't it, like it, that? It's hilarious. There's one DJ that I, I you know, if he's listening, you know who you are. And uh, an American that came over, and I and I remember he was too busy stepping into the burgers at one point. Then he, you know, he put the first record on, and then uh, and put a CD in, and then like he didn't go nowhere near the mixer. And the second one came in, and I and the crowd going up, and I'm like, hold on a minute. And I said, what What are you doing? What is this? You know, no, what, what, is, what are you doing? And he, said, and he said, like, you know, like, oh no, he said, it's good. He said, I've got intros. Like, you know, so the first three tracks, so he could settle in, were, were mm -hmm. mixed. And that was like a long time ago. And I thought that was outrageous. But when you see some people like, you know, there was that big internet thing with Guetta and people like that, you know, so I just thought, just stood there. Yep. Just drinking champagne and like, you know, and you know why it is to say it's because the pyrotechnics have to go up at the right time. I'm mm -hmm. like, what? So the pyrotechnics have to go up at the right time. If it's if it's fifty thousand to hundred thousand people at a festival, they need to know. And I said, What? So the guy can press the button? I said, No, there's no guy. It's just all all some preset. So the so the pyrotechnics. So even the guy that used to press the pyrotechnics is not is drinking champagne. See what I'm saying? See yeah. What I'm saying? <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's crazy. The, the sound engineer, the pyrotechnics guy, the light engineer. It's all just like pre-programmed. And I mean, I, I, surely I'd like to know what the what the listeners think about that sort of thing because it's like surely like that takes the soul out of it. You want to feel special. You if you're dancing, you're showing out. You want the DJ to pick up on the, your movements and your, you know, and and he and a good DJ always feeds up the crowd. You know, like pre recorded. Well, no way. Let me say this. He knows what. You, <laughs> wait, I played at his booth, so 
He's watching everything you're doing. He knows what you're doing. And yeah. he knows if you're faking. You yeah. can be sure of it. He's like, Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, like, I mean, I, 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 like, this. I mean, like this to you. There's been times when I've been paid, I've, I felt shamed because I've been paid, played some amazing places in, in Argentina, in like Ibiza. Well, I couldn't even mix a bag of cement. I couldn't mix a vodka and orange, you know, like sometimes, you know, and like, which is shocking because like the DJ's in charge of everybody's headspace. And I, I've, I've shamed myself, you know, I had to learn to mix in the end because I thought when you play to a thousand people and you're falling all over the place and you're bail in every mix, you know, and the, and the resident DJs are scratching their head, going, "How come this guy's here?" You know, but um, but, but always drop a great tune afterwards. You know what I mean? So, but um, but nevertheless, it's not good enough. And but me show, um, wait, I got to bring this up. Wait a second, I found the picture of you. Hang on, let me show everybody. Oh no! no. Let's, let's show how he looks in his glory. Ready, everybody? Watch. Oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, like, if you see this, uh, you can see the crowd in front of me and you'll understand why. He's going crazy. Look at it. I mean, I mean, like, look at the crowd. I mean, like, it's unbelievable. I mean, there was 4,000 people all in my city, all chanting my name, you know, it was like... Wait, I, I had a 60, people were saying, wait, wait, wait. I had a 60-piece orchestra with me, you know. Now, hang on. Let me say this now. Every DJ around the world saying, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Dave yeah. Mann's a fucking promoter. Oh, I shouldn't curse. Dave Mann's a promoter. What's this now? He's DJing? Well, you know, like, you know, uh -huh. I just I mean, I always DJ. They're just like, but why DJ when you've got the best DJs in the world there? You know, like, and it was like, you know, I was having so much fun on the dance floor, you know, for so many years. But I, I always did that, you know, played to an extent, but not, not in the club, you know. I just like things had to be taken care of. So I was taking care of business and doing everything else, you know. And I like to think that I um, forfeited that for other people to uh, benefit. Um, but, I, you know, sometimes I'll soon they forget. But um, but I, it keeps me out of trouble, you know. It's like um, since I've been playing out a lot more, I mean, I realised it was when the DJ cost went so, so high. So, so high. And it was just crazy when you're paying twenty, thirty thousand pounds for people. And then they were not pulling the numbers in and there's more people who want to see me play than they do them. And I'm thinking, hold on a minute. Why am I just giving this guy 30 grand when I can just do it myself better, you know, to be truthful? And, you know, I'm more in tune with what my punters want, you know. It's like, you know, sometimes you get, you know, producers coming over from wherever they're coming from. And they're like, you know, they're not even in tune with what they're playing. You know, they come over and they're playing bucket heads and stuff. And it's like, come on, guys, you know what I mean? Like, really? You're insulting us with this. You know, like, it's like, you know, at least getting down with, what, you know, where you're going, what, you, what you're on with. You know, you want to hear something new, something fresh, you know? Right. People are, people are, everybody's a DJ now out there, you know? And it's like, you know, there's so much out there. But, you know, there's a risk. At the end of the day, knowledge is king. You know that. You know that. That's why Frankie is Frankie. That's why, like, Francois, Francois, you know, there's, there's like, the masters at work, you know, like yourself. Like, people, you've got to tread the balls, you know. And, like, that's why, you know, like, it's great to have these young kids coming through and they're really fresh, don't get me wrong, and the sounds are great. But, you know, 
it's, is it quite easy to get, you know, and all your samples are looped and they're already there and you can download them. But like, that's where you have to dig deep into your crate to find the people that are actually creating music with making analog sounds, sounds that are not, you know, just like, um, you can upload on um, on your PlayStation or whatever, but um, you know, like so. But the sound of house music's fantastic. It's good now as it ever was, I believe. You know, I mean, things like what, what Matthew Tansman do with Moon Harbor, people like that. You know, Dirty Bird as well. You know, there's uh, you know, I, I, I love all that. You know, like different. I can tell where somebody's from as well. If they're from San Francisco, if they're from like Tampa, if they're from New York and Chicago, still to this day, you know. Yeah, it says a different way of everyone playing. There's yeah. different styling to it. You can't. Yeah, it's like that jazzy, it. like jazzy it. kind of like uh, Chicago sound. That you know, you just you know, you know where they're coming from. This more jazzy. See, there, you know. Dave wants you to understand why he wants to play in front of everybody. Look at the crowd screaming in front of him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what he wants. He wants his punters to be happy. Well, you know, you know, like normally I'd be down here, you know, causing mischief, but then I'd realize people were having more fun than me, so I thought I better get behind the decks. Right, go run back in the, go yeah, run yeah. In the decks, right? Keep me, keep me out of trouble, you know. But, Dave, there's also another part to your life that people don't know about, and I wish I could show it, but um, you, you've been painting. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got um, I've got a few. Do you have a painting around that you can grab? To show on screen? I may, have, I may have a couple of minutes, but just a second. I've just done this. Um, you got you to gotta check out his paint now. Look at this. He's painting. He's making sculptures. Andy, I don't know if you can see. Oh, we can see it. Oh, wow. But New York um, is like a, a DMT Gandhi. Yeah. Instead of Popeye, I'll grab you something. He's running around his house. He's running around his house looking for the latest and greatest of everything he has. But I have to say, Dave Beer is <laughs> he's a fucking legend. And I enjoyed playing at the club this past Saturday. It felt like the 90s in that room. It was that, it was that intense. That crowd. Yeah, a couple of pieces that I'm working on. But like, it's wow. They're not nowhere near finished, but you can get a kind of an idea. But if yeah. you go onto Instagram, there's like, um, I've got an Instagram page on there. You might recognize this fellow. Oh, Frank Francis. Working on this. Francis. I mean, it doesn't quite look like him yet, but it's, it's coming in. Getting there. Um, it will do when I finish. It's getting there. Modern well, that's for Terry Farley, actually. He commissioned me to do that. But when you, you're painting someone that you really respected and loved and was, was close to, you want to get it right, you know. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's his nose or his eyes, but it's, it's I think spread, I think the eyes, something about the eyes are a little too spread, I think. Yeah, do you think? Yeah. I think a little bit. I think that's yeah. similar to him. It's just, it's almost there. It's almost there. Yeah, I know. I've got a bit of work to do on that one. So how long have you been painting? Yeah. Uh, it was just a lockdown thing, you know. I mean, I went to art school, but... I went to be in a band, you know, I didn't go to paint, you know, I can't remember painting that. So it was just like, a, you know, but obviously I, I, I got into art school for, without any qualifications. So I could obviously do it. It's obviously just been there laid dormant. 
But, you know, maybe I've got vibes I ain't even used yet. <laughs> you know, I've got dance moves I'm so still holding on to and that for the right day. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. i got vibes I ain't even used. What does that <laughs> What does that mean in definition? I have vibes that I haven't used. Meaning? Yeah, you know, vibes. I've got shapes I haven't, like, pulled out the bag yet. I'm just saving them for the right time, you know. I'm, I'm like, I'm touching 60 soon, you know, like, so maybe I might start pulling some of the new moves out, old moves that you nobody's ever seen. <laughs> you know, you got to flex a little, you know, like, life's too short. Old is new and new is new, as we well, say? They say, yeah, you don't get old. You don't stop dancing when you get old. You get old when you stop dancing. Once again, everyone, I've said this, in the UK, Careers are not two years there. They're decades long. Some of the guys are still going full power, full strength. I and mean, he's one of them. You know, yeah, if, you, I mean, if you think he's out of it and he's not and he's done, I saw him, I hung with him. He's as good as he was 30 years ago when I met him. Believe when I tell you. Yeah. I mean, which is quite amazing because, like, unlike, you know, you guys, you know, we don't look up to ourselves too good over here, you know. We're just, like, kind of garbage bins, you know. We're just, like, I always find it quite amazing when I first came to America. This is, like, even 40 years ago or 30 years ago when everybody was, like, you know, taking it so easy and they always counteracted everything with a juice and uh, they didn't drink too much alcohol and, like, what, you feel like you're coming down already? And, like, we all these crazy American English guys running around just causing havoc, you know, at the music seminars. And everybody would just be shaking their heads, you know. But, you know, there's been a few casualties, don't get me wrong, but, um, but you know, like most of us like uh, still live to tell the tale, you know. Okay, so here's one question, another question for you. What was your worst experience running back to basics? Not the car accident that we know is terrible, but I mean, as far as running a club that made you say, oh my God, you know, this is not what we want to be doing, you know? Um, I don't know. Maybe when I like, I, I succumbed to uh, working for a major record label for a small while, you know what I mean? We, we had a subsidiary that's, I, I, I felt like I was working for the man, you know, and that's about it, really. I mean, there's always ups and downs, you know. There's, but like, like after something like that with the accident, there's nothing can get as bad as that. So, you know, like you know, you know, music is the answer. You know, it's the only one in the book. You know, and it and it, and it is in the music. And it, I could go on forever with the corny cliches about the music sounds better, but it's always been about the music for us. Always, you know. It's like house music all week long, you know what I mean? We're 25-hour party people, you know? We just love what we do. So, like, I would never complain about it. I mean, I would have been... I mean, why would you complain about doing something that you love? I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, you're doing... You know, like, there's people out there that, God bless, you know, that have to really work, you know, and, like... Really work? You heard he said, really work. Yeah, babe. You know, well, I mean, yeah, you're not yeah. working. It's from your heart. Tell them that. 
Well, you know, that's exactly that. But, you know, like when you're working, you know, you're having to be somewhere. I don't know how I could get up on the morning and be somewhere at a certain time and, and, and get reprimanded by some guy that, you know, I didn't have any respect for. I wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, so I don't know what would have happened to me if it weren't music. Music's always there for me. You know, it's like when I'm lonely, it's there. When I'm not lonely, it's there. When it never lets me down. It never has. It's like when I'm heartbroken, it's it's been there for me, you know. It's like I've had some, you know. I mean, I mean, maybe that was a pretty down period, but you know, like, but you know, and when you're a public figure as well, you know, say if you have a breakup or things like that, everybody knows your business. So you know, that was kind of a a dark period. But again, you just shrug it off, you know, and you get on, you know. You know, it, it makes you. It's the tapestry of life, I'd say, Lenny. You know, like we all have ups and downs and everybody's flavour of the moment one minute and not the other. You know, I've again not mentioned any names, but really famous DJs I've had crying on my shoulder. I mean, I even had P. Diddy once crying on my shoulder, you know, like oh, oh, oh. I'm like, mate, you know what I mean? Really? Come on, give me a bait, you know what I mean? See, people don't understand that when they mean crying your shoulder. What was going on? Not not just P. Diddy or just what was the the climate around what was going on. Just about, you know, like, you know, like, uh, like feeling that, I mean, do you, it's easy to get quite deluded to think that you are number one, you know, you're the boy. There's no number one, you know what I mean? If there was, maybe Frankie may have been close to that, right? you know, like, you know, as as you know but then you could go back to Larry LeBan, you could go back, you know, you, you could go back and just say, who's number one? You know, everybody's had a moment where they're flying high, you know, and they're top, they're top of the charts, or, you know, like for Armand Van Helder, for instance, or whoever, you know, like, you know, but he didn't, I don't know, he's not cried, actually. No, 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 no. Is a guy, but I mean, like you know. But then it's like yeah, a lot. I know a lot of DJs that have said like you know they can't find that hard to deal with. You know, like the the fall from grace. But it's like, oh, oh yeah, just like man, just like just do another, just do another, do do it again. You know, like well, wait. another record. You know, it sounds easier said than done because sometimes the formula that you have and things change. Now yeah, but everything comes back round, and it. You know, like, you know, the EDM thing, you know, and I told all those guys when they were listening to that Pots and Pans nonsense (laughs) EDM music, I was like, what on earth is this racket? You know what I mean? I had to stop coming over there for a while. It was like so noisy. And I just... It was just so, it was almost like retarded, the music, you know, like a lot of it. It was just, I mean, I'm sorry, guys, if you're into EDM, but... I think music. That's not house music. It's not got the the love in there, you know. But um, but I knew for the fact that it did slow down. You come round. You can't dance that fast for so long, you know. Like you, you, when you're 15 years old, you can dance that fast. But when you get to 20, you want to slow down a bit. And you want to, you know, you get into your lover thing going on by that time, and you want to start dancing with your hips and not just banging your head about because you get That's right. you get whiplash. You know? Can you? Can you? Can you, okay, everyone, you know, because he has been around a long time, I'm going to ask a question about someone, one of our DJs that I worked with on tour, he's worked with as well, is no longer with us. Um, Can you give us a brief summary of Eric Murillo? You know, because I know you were with him a lot. I know you hung out with him a lot. You were very good friends with him. Um, I mean, I just think it's such a shame, like, you know, for for somebody... 
because he was a great guy, you know. And I mean, I know what went down, but you know, I think the truth always comes out in the end. And uh, and um, and it's like you know, it, it was like it was such a shame for the way to go. But he was Eric was told us that he was one of the people that you couldn't deal much with the the fact that he was falling from grace. So that's when the the drug when he was injecting the ketamine and things like that to just blank it all out. It was just it was quite sad. And it's, I think it's quite sad that there was nobody there for him to around him to give him some kind of support blanket, you know. I mean it could be quite hard work at times. I mean I went into business with him on a label as well, but it right. wasn't always plain sailing, you know what I mean? But but nevertheless, you know, I know his mum and his aunties and and uh, and I've seen him, seen I saw him, you know, rise, you know, all the way through, you know. I mean, I even gave him a bit of credibility after that movie, movie record. And I thought, oh my God, that's terrible. But you know, it made him a lot of money. But maybe, uh, but you know, it's on Madagascar and stuff. But I mean, it's like, to, to, it's such a shame when, like, you know, to see somebody be so high, you know, and doing so well. To, that's a real fall from grace, you know. That's uh, why I brought it up because you mentioned a falling from grace. People can relate to that yeah. because that's something that is right during COVID era. He was such a renowned name. It's so tragic. And tragically horribly. It's so tragic. And you know, like that something goes on. I mean, I'm not taking any sides on to get me wrong here, but you know, like, oh, that's, you know, like, you know, come on, you know, like they're talking about house music here, you know, like I, if, if, if there was things like that going on, I would know, you know what I mean? I know there's been an odd misdemeanor here and there, but you know, the, the different kinds of things people are taking now, there's always, you see people in lumps all over the place at parties, after parties. I don't know what went down there, but what I do know, there's much more like, you know, if you were with the Motley crew on tour with those guys, you know what I mean? Or if you were out with, uh, you know, the little dirty bastard, or, you know, or, you know it's all the OGs and that back in the day, you know, like with the hip hop scene and, you know, you can use or whatever, there's much more things going on there. House music has got a very good reputation, and I, I'd like to think that anyway. And, you know, oh. Well, we love to think that, but there is some things that we did hear over the years, not just with him, but other, I mean, Oh yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, I'm talking, don't get me on Detroit, don't wait, get me on Wait, 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 <laughs> BC came out, and we saw the thing hit the Guardian magazine, Guardian paper, Tim Westwood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, so, so here we go. Here we go, a man that, that, that's in the hip hop field. You know, no, 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 it happened in dance music too. I'm not gonna, I don't want to name names, but but his name is now. I'm gonna bring him out only because it's news right now. There's other people we heard things, we kept it quiet because you really were, if you unless you were there and seen it, you really can't say it really happened, right? So yeah. you kind of have to be cool about it. You but, can't imagine yourself in one of those videos, though. Come on, guys. I mean, I know a lot of those guys. I know Nelly. I know uh, Snoop. He's a gentleman. But, you know, I know a lot of those guys, you know, come across them. But, I, you know, I, I took Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel and all the originals down to um, uh, uh, to Miami one year. And it was fantastic to see those guys. And they never got into that. So they, they, it was just, again, a fall from grace because they didn't get the money. So they ended up, you know, like back when, 
already started on the streets, you know, like with a, on the pipe, and you know, and just which is such a shame because I think that people should have responsible for that. So look after your olders, you know, look after the OGs, you know. And I think there's a lot of that. Just you know, remember we we English are gentlemen, Lenny. You know, we like to uh, we we like to um, we like to think of ourselves, you know, as gentlemen. You know, we don't run around going yeah. Well, yeah, where the bitches at? No, that's right. <laughs> but then when you watch something like Tim Westwood, you're like, oh wait, Jimmy Savile. Well, Jimmy Savile. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I, I actually went to his funeral. You know, like, uh, but nobody really knew. You know, I mean, it was like it was a mistake. You know, I was there by default. But <laughs> like that, Jimmy you never know. Until later on, it came out. You're like, wait a minute, I went to Smith's funeral, right? Out of respect. What about Bill Cosby? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's go down the list. And now, and the Australians, we had like Bill Farris from Down Under. So I mean, I think everybody, you know, and uh, at least it weren't Paul Pot. You know, the difference from back in the day to now is you got the cameras all over the place. Do that. Not in, our, not in my club, though. But no. Like, um, no, 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 I get that. I, I, I've banned the cameras purely for the dance floor because I found it, you know, everybody thinks of Steven Spielberg these days, you know. They're <laughs> just showing off and showing off to, like, to get Instagram followers. I thought influenza was a bad cold. You know what I mean? And everybody wants to be an influenza. I was like, this is crazy. You know, it's like just dance. Enjoy, you know what I mean? Do your own thing, you know. It's like, and as, as you know, it's quite intimidating when you've got all those cameras over the top of the deck when you're playing. I know. And you know what? God forbid, just... God forbid you, like, you'd be miming or hit the sync button. Okay. <laughs> right, exactly. And what do you do, right? What do you do? You know what I mean? Just like turn around and break the cameras. Right. <laughs> and, it's, and you just say to yourself, you know, that's the thing, brother. And you know that. It's now a generation built on quick, quick, you know, quick films. Everybody's more worried. I've Okay, Idris Elba, I saw a quick video from the weekend. And everybody in the crowd had cameras. They were not dancing. They were just... It's crazy. It's dude, it's can, like you imagine, can you imagine us there in the booth and everybody's got a camera to us? We'd, we'd be freaking out. Is it the same like? Is it the same in America now with that? Oh, it's ridiculous! It's crazy. It's like, you know, what are you doing? Selfies, and it's like, I mean, it's been bad enough when people started asking you for an autograph. It's like, mate, I'm not a movie star. It's like, and then it's like, you know, but can we get a selfie as well? And then they want to talk to you about your trousers and say, my cousin's got those. His <laughs> turn ups are slightly different, you know. And you're like, I'm just like, you know, you're just consoling somebody whose probably child just died or something. And it's a totally different culture that. Well, can you give us checking order of what a night really was at one time? Like, really, you got ready, you put, you went out, got your best clothes, right? Yeah, in the day, you know what I mean. It's good weekend game. It was like that was what you did. You went down to the record store. You bought, you know, you got the the, the tune that you've been after, and then you went out and got your nice new shirt. You know what I mean? You went home. You know, got ready. You looked in the mirror. You thought you were the business. 
you had a different approach, you know, like that's the approach you should have when you go out clubbing, not just coming from the football match or coming from anywhere, you know, just like with the same clothes you've had on, with no, with like your head down, you're moping about. It's like, no, it's not good enough, you know, like, you know, for a more discerning clubber, you need to have standards. Now, America was often, uh, was like that, led the way to an extent, because you didn't queue, you know, in the, in the state, you know, queue, queue down there, used to, which is a bit kind of, um, a bit mean sometimes when they're leaving all the fat girls outside. I didn't like that, you know, but uh, but they always... You never understood that, right? When you saw that, a guy actually picking yeah. from the crowd, right? You never understood always. that, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, uh, you know, I would just always respond to the front and just get all the big ones in anyway and just say, come on, girls, go, let's get in. You know, take the nose to my party, but it wasn't. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, they didn't do that in New York. In New York, they would keep a room empty and keep the outside crowd. So everybody's yeah, yeah. driving by. And meanwhile, the excitement was never getting inside. It was all yeah, in front yeah. of the Right? I mean, I stole a little bit of that. You know, I used to be of that. I always like like to, you know, when I go traveling, I like to bring something back, you know, and like things like that were, were part of it, you know, because it gives you excitement. People want to come in. But, you know, like, I just think it's disgraceful when you let them queue and then don't like, let them in, you know, when they at least we used to walk down the queue and say, sorry, mate, you won't get in, you won't get in, you won't get in. So, so they're not wasting their time, you know. But, you know, it was like, you know, but that, that's the way when it was. But, I mean, it was an old different approach to going out. People were a lot more excited. And I, I, I'm hoping that turns around, you know, like, and I, who knows what's going to happen, mate? Like, you know, if we all ascend in the next... Uh, month or two which you know like um, we, we, we might be living in a different time I don't know but one thing for sure we lived in the best of times you know since 1945 we had nothing to worry about you know really and then we like through the 90s wow I 90s were incredible bro anything you want to anything Lord, I lived I lived in the best era I, I, I'd say next <laughs> disco, that was the best era ever right yeah, yeah, yeah. And before or after, you know, like, because the future's not looking so bright anyway, is it really, when you think about it? Everybody's so monitored. And, I mean, it's kind of scary. It makes Big Brother look like an holiday camp, you know, George know. Orwell. Like, he had no idea, you know what I mean? This is, like, scary thing going down. And I'm just hoping that, you know, like, like with house music, you know, like people realize it's all about the love. It's a, a simple thing. And love could actually just save the entire planet, you know. That's all it needs. You know what I mean? But I don't know, will it happen? I don't know. I I hope so then. I hope that the human race will come round and and like, you know, and come through for us all, you know what I mean? People sure. Empathy will come through, you know, and I think as long as we keep smiling, keep dancing, you know, like there's a good chance that could happen. You know, it's like, but don't get too wrapped up with it, with the man, you know. I hear you, brother. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of love, you know, this side of the water, you know, for you guys and, you know, and, you know, for, for, for everyone, you know, in the world, you know. There's no need for everybody to be starving anymore, you know, and it's like, I mean, in a lot of work with, like, the Soul Cup guys, you know, like, uh, doing things for them, for climate change, I don't know if you got involved with that, you know, that was fantastic, you know, like, those guys are doing really well with that, you know, at least it's just a little bit, you know, even if it doesn't 
can't change the climate, but, you know, like NASA was spending billions on moving clouds and making it rain and stuff, but, you know, and, and so are the Russians and the Chinese and everybody else, but they've been able to do that for years anyway. I remember it being on the news when I was a kid, but um, <laughs> it's like, but, you know, like, but at least we're doing something just to say that there are people that care, you know. We don't have to be in a VR world in the future, you know. Incredible. But, uh, it was okay lockdown doing our streams and these are great, you know, like these sort of things have come out of that, which is always something good comes out of a lockdown or something like, you know, in hard times, it's like that Dunkirk spirit, you know. Yep. Um, you know, it's like you have to rally together, but nevertheless, you know, it's like I want my kids to walk in real sand. I, want, I don't need them to be in a, in a, a, a kind of container somewhere with some goggles on. Or, or they want my goggles, just some glasses on now, you know. It's exciting stuff, all the VR stuff, but, you know, is it where are we going with that, you know? Virtual clubbing. Mind you, for those old guys, it might be great. We could just sit around, you know, just do it at the moment. Like, I did a lot of stuff. Sorry, no, I don't like that because I like the social interaction. Sorry. Exactly, mate. Exactly. No, 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 because I tell you what, when I played Saturday night at your club, I saw a lot of the people came up and talked to us and they were just yeah. so, they wanted to talk to us after the set. And it's, how do you do that in the VR world? Come on. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, I, I, told, you, I, mean, I told you about like, you know, like if Paul Johnson, God bless his soul, if he could like get on an airplane without any legs and come to England and just like on his own without a manager on a, in economy, and come over and I and I've got Play. So, I had so much respect for that man. I mean, I just loved his music and his vibe. But you know, it was art. But I mean, I was just so like. I mean, not ashamed. I just kind of just like, oh God, I'll never, ever complain about going to a gig ever again. You know, it was like I had to actually help him into his bed, you know. And I, when I, I left the hotel room, I, I just burst into tears, just in in awe, not in, in pity, just in awe of this guy. Just in just like this, the magnificentness of it, you know, the power of that, you know, human spirit, you know. And that that's music, you know, that's what it... When that guy, you know, said, I, 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 I love you, he meant it, you know. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he did. If he was hired, <laughs> Yeah, you know you're the shit. <laughs> I love that record. <laughs> oh, baby. But you know what I love most, brother, is that when we do what we do and everybody comes up and gives us the love right then and there, no nonsense. They tell you, yo, this was the bomb. That's it. I mean, again, you know, why you wouldn't want to get paid. I mean, if somebody would have told you you could play your music and somebody's going to come up to you and go, like, I've the best night of my life, you know. Right. And that, that's, I mean, like, you don't need money, you know. Like, no! That's it. Your, your job's on this planet, on this earth, has been done, you know. Like you've made your mark, you've done your bit. If you could change one person's access, you change one person's life, you know. Dave. Like, and you made people married. get married, Dave, from your club. People, you, you. Yeah, you, we spawned like thousands of babies, not just from me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying your club brought people together. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a beautiful thing. Someone asked I mean, the question: Have you ever been turned away from an event that you went walked up to a door and they said, "No, Dave, you're not coming in tonight." Not a chance, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say yes, but um, 
No, no, not really, no, can't think of one. Not since maybe I was about 11 or something, I'm not old enough to go, you know. Right, you weren't old enough to get in. Yeah, you know, but uh, I always like, you okay. know, long before, long before I did what I did, I've always like, I've always been a cheeky guy, you know what I mean? I've just always like walked in as if I own the place, you know, like I always. And the Americans, you know, hold on, the Americans are asking, what do you mean by cheeky? They don't understand the expression. Yeah, what you know, just cheeky? like, you know, mischievous, you know, that word? There you go. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they 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 know they've got trouble, you know, and they, you know, as soon as I walk to that door, it's like, but it's all about the way you walk, isn't it? The way Okay. You, where you hold yourself, it's your posture. It's like you know, like you know, and it's like, and I ain't paying either. You know what I mean, brother? <laughs> worst clubbing experience you've ever experienced yourself? Like you walked in, and went, oh, this is so crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you've done it because I've heard you say it to me quietly a few times. Oh, this is so garbage or crap, mate. I mean, I I don't. They, a lot of places to be truthful, but I get when I do when I do get excited, you'll know. But I mean, I I don't know. I can't even remember the last time I went somewhere that I didn't like, you know, because I know where I'm going, you know. So I mean, I, okay. it's been a so long, let's long turn time. Let's turn around. Best clubbing experience that's not your own. Probably Space Terrace on a Sunday afternoon. Bingo. Uh, I mean, I, you know, that's was it? Terrace was closed or open terrace? Open, open terrace in the center. That's the yeah. era, guys. The open, that's the yeah. open version. And it was, yeah, the original one. Because we brought the decks out from out inside onto the, we talked Pepe into letting us bring the decks onto the uh, bar at one point. And that's what was the birth of, that was the birth of that. Is that when there. you had, did you have Brandon playing for you? Brandon, yeah, yeah. It was bad than the, you know, like the, we just playing on the, like, playing on the bar. Yeah, we played on the deck. Yeah. No, set like this. Brandon, yeah. what? Get up. What? <laughs> and then, and then uh, to be true, well, then it has to come, I, it has to be over your neck of the woods, you know. And I used to love coming over from the sound factory. I used to, oh, yeah. All you that place. I love that place. I mean, I've had some great, you know, it's, it's like some great times. I have some good times in Miami. I mean, I mean, I have some, I just love like, you know, coming over to the States, you know, it's like, I just love, you know, like, it's like, you know, I've just always had amazing times there. But like the last time, since the Judge Giuliano guy, yeah, you know, he. Giuliani? Giuliani was. You made, him, you made him sound so like a designer, Giuliano. No, fucking Giuliani is who it Giuliani. was. Well, Giuliani, well, Giuliani the fanny, you know. Yeah, like, fanny. Like Jimmy Savile. <laughs> it was like the same sort of thing. But, um, but I mean, I couldn't believe that. I mean, because that went before him. I mean, like, wow, you know, like the shit was going down, you know what I mean? It was like everywhere, you know, and like. It was amazing, you know. It was like it, it, that the, the Big Apple didn't sleep, you know. Right. It was like, and it was going off, you know. And it was like there's some amazing pockets of like parties that were going on in the like, legal parties as well, and down the meat market. I remember going to places like Jackie Sixty and that. Oh, great night! Shit, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's the only place I've ever asked, paid in. 
Yeah, yeah. I've got like the guy on the door, the, the big fat guy with a big rubber nose, you know, big phallus as a nose, and he'd be just there. And I'm like, I went up there and I was with a girl, and I'm like, no, I'm like, ah, I'm dead, baby. you know, like, try and get in, you know, give it a black, try it. And I just looked at him, I went, how much is it, please? You know, I was like, oh, my God. Because you weren't getting in, Dave. Sorry. Walk through the doors, a guy gaffer tape naked on the wall, and people are slapping his genitals. And I thought, oh, well, you know, I paid to get in, so I punched him. <laughs> Nevertheless, he seemed to enjoy it. You know, each to their own, each to their own. Isn't it incredible those kind of nights that you just does an un- unforgettable evenings as well? When in Rome, when in Rome. He was I sneaking into Mars. I was like when they had the, the one floor in Mars where it was just all ladies, you know, just women. Yes. And I like crawled in there, and there was a girl laid on a slab. Should I kind of talk about this topic? Yes. And every, everybody all crowded around, all these like uh, you know the, the the girls, and they were all like you know some big girls as well, you know some really big girls that like, been pumping iron, they've been down Muscle Beach. And um and I was like I managed to sneak through and have a little peek what was going on and they were just you know they were just playing around and with like candle wax and stuff and I thought whoa this is great but I just you know, said it out too loud so they heard my voice and the next thing I know I'm getting dragged out and like by this big guy she was pulling me out and like, everybody's kicking me and like, kicked me out and it was absolutely but it was worth it you know you got to be inquisitive. Before I let you go, what was your first year you went to Ibiza? Uh, 80, 88, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, around that time, 88. Yeah, when uh, when everybody still had donkeys and there were no real roads. Yeah, and, and uh, Amnesia was like a... All the clubs a, were up there. A, 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 a pile of rocks, a pile of rocks, and people used to have bongo drums around it. <laughs> Virtually, yeah, you know. So, so saying that from, cause I, I went there around a little after you, but when I went, it was the same thing. Mm. Now it's a luxury Island. Do you ever think it will ever go back to that abysm vibe that we remember? What do you think? <laughs> Not a chance. You know what I mean? No, Never but, happened. I mean, it's all about the money. Honey, yeah, money in the hunt. So, but this, you know, it, it's such a magical place. It's still a place you can get away from it, but it just is scary. It weirds me out when I fly in there and I see all the villas, you know, like, I mean, like all, I mean, every bit of land's virtually taken. And it's like, you know, there used to be none of that, you know, they just spend money in our houses and the villas, and there's all these, you know, big multi billion bound like villas, you know, that are obviously like just like black money, you know what I mean, on there. And it's just like now it's become like everybody's like, you know, all the VIP culture and all that. It's like it's taking the soul away, you know. And it's like I, I feel sorry for people that, you know, don't have to you know, the the the, the you know, the kids at work and, and save up all year to go there and then they have to pay in like eighty pounds in and two pounds for a, you know, two, two euros for the water, you know, and shit like that. What? Now well, it's two pounds to get in and you get nothing yeah. to drink. It's crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? You know, but again, like I'm gonna I'm going again this year. I said I wouldn't do ten ten weeks, but I'm gonna do a small party in San Anne and it's like just for that very reason, again being a 
conscientious objector and doing what what I'm doing in Leeds. It's like rather than just going big, I'd rather just go real, you know, and just do like smaller parties, just keep it down, you know, just keep it real, you know, like I can't I can't DJ, like I, I can't, I can't promote when I think that people, I think that it's me that's getting all that, you know, like loot, you know, that filthy loot, you know, like from from the you know, hard earned money, you know, it makes you feel bad, you know, like it, it's like I don't, you know, these big club owners, nobody ever really makes any money unless you're really big in in in, in um in Ibiza. I've always lost money on my parties, but nevertheless, you know, like when people are, I'm, I'm giving away drinks tickets, even though I have to pay for them, I'm giving everybody drinks tickets. But, you know, it's like, because I don't want people to be having to pay £30 for like two drinks, you know what I mean? It's like, it's really sad. It's like $50, you know, like $50 for two drinks. I mean, I'm talking beer as well, you know, it's like, yeah, but you're not drinking, like, this is not like a martini, this is a no, beer. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? It's, yeah, like, it's a beer, guys. A beer in a plastic cup, here, in a plastic cup, not even a glass. It's like fifty dollars. Are you crazy? Yeah, no. It's everybody turns up, but that's because people are turning up in New York. You know, like when I was on about Diddy earlier, when he's crying, saying, now, "Why don't they get me out there?" You know, I'm like, mate, is that your yacht? These all your cars? It's just like, you know, I mean, I know you credentials, dude. Like. Why are you bothered? You know what? Why is it? I mean, it's that kind of like people coming onto the island for the, for whatever reasons. I think some of the goods going on or whatever, but they just come in with like so much money to spend. You know, like why? Why? You know, the the, the people that are running the bars, of course, they're gonna like you know, you know, cater for that. You know, it's like it's crazy money. You know. But once upon a time, you couldn't open a club there now. But you know, there's there's not just the the, the they call it, it's not real mafia, but they call them the Ibiza mafia, you know, the Balearic mafia. There's only like four clubs. You had Pasha, you had Coup, you had Amnesia. And then, you know, we Many had, um, yeah, yeah, well, that was where Coup was. Many sorry, Coup, Pasha. So, and then we, and then you had your S Paradis. S Paradis, of course. Yeah, of course. But like, we, you know, we had the Cafe Del Mar and that before Mambo was there. And then we had, like, I mean, I love Mambo. And, but, I mean, like we but all that stuff now, all the way around there, it's all bars, isn't it? You know, and we used to just sit there on the rocks and and Jose Padella would play and we'd, we'd if you didn't get down there you didn't know where the party was and it'd be like but you'd get a bit of paper with no mobile phones and it'd say turn left at the red rock and there's a Coca-Cola can on the tree, turn right there. That's how I found it. We'd always find the places, we'd always find the party. I don't know how but we did. Wait a minute, there was no buses to go to those parties. Everybody had those beautiful Naya cars, you know what I mean? And everybody used to just take everybody else's, you know, it just it was a free for all. It was like the Wild West, you know what I mean? If you can't find your car, take somebody else's and then right, you know, like you know. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but now you see everybody's driving around in Hummers and and like, you know, it's it looks like you know, LA, it looks like Beverly Hills in the Beza. When you yeah, 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 it is now. It's getting very much like Bodio, you know, it's like, it's like, but it, I mean, it's such a shame that, that that had to happen, but things change, and I'm not one of those people that are not down with evolution, you know, I can, I'll roll with it, I'll have a good time, you know, but, you know, see some old friends, but I'm doing some work with Mike and Claire from Money Mission this year as well, I'm going to play for them as well. Oh, they're back? back. 
We're doing a thing. Um, oh, I'm sure I can tell you. We're doing a thing at O Beach, yeah. And again, it's going to be a bit like the Cavion, you know, used to be. You know, like at Space the next day after after oh, when we used to go to the motel. Right. Oh, who goes like the motel. I can remember of it? Yeah, to the motel. Oof. Well, yeah, no, that, that was Sodom and Gomorrah, wasn't it? But fantastic. I mean, you couldn't get away with that sort of thing. Hell right? no, they would shut you down and couldn't get away with it. Listen, you couldn't get away with that sex thing that they were doing in the middle of the club night in their club. No, well, you know, I mean, like, I mean, like, the thing is, it's like when they try to throw you out, when you start joining in, you know what I mean? Like, like it's like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> do they do it? You know, like, you know, like, why can't we do it? You know, it's like, oh, well, I'll go and do what you want. You know, but uh, <laughs> little Johnny Dwarf would be there. It was like, it was like fantastic times, you know. I mean, it was like, you know, a beautiful town, but the, the, that island is Bacchanalian from excess since, since like the Roman times, before BC, before Jesus Christ. Mm. You know, and it's, uh, and it'll probably be, hopefully, like all these people will get washed away, mate, you know what I mean? And it will go back to how it once was when the Romans were in the flotation tanks. Right, and then, and then you'll find out. That they're gonna bring it well, like you said, there's no way to bring that back. There's yeah. no way to bring it back to that. I mean, you know, and a lot of the icons are going now, like Tony Pike, bless him, and he's now no longer with us, and that's turned into a commercial enterprise now. And oh, it's horrible, Tony. Uh, my, my, my daughter was conceived there. I don't know if you read the book, but you know, uh, Tony, um, you know, mentions that my daughter was conceived in the Marrakesh suite there. I didn't saying, know that. Uh, yeah, it's sweet, and I, I only found out recently, and he was saying that I was the um, epitome and and the essence of, of what Pikes and Aviva stood for. I was like, oh, that was a nice thing to say. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, bless him. Wait a minute, the epitome? Yeah, yeah. And the glory. That's me. You know, the old, uh, that's it. I'm like kind of a... The darkness. The emphasis. The emphasis is what it's all about. Yeah. Oh, everyone, the alpha and the omega, the darkness that comes to light. You mentioned uh, Eric Mavilla, actually, earlier, man. We were with Pikes and, uh, and Tony. He said, he said, do you want a game of tennis? And, uh, and I didn't have any trainers, so... Uh, I was saying, give me your trainers, Eric. And he was like saying, no. And I am the new. And I'm like, come on, just lend us your trainers. You know what I mean? I'm not going to play a good game. So he reluctantly gave me his trainers. But, you know, which uh, I purposely scuffed on the way back on, <laughs> on the wall and what, as I gave him them back. But these are uh, dodgy Nikes. And uh, I can't remember what they were. They were. Nothing special, but um, but but yeah, he wouldn't lend me him. So anyway, I had a game of tennis with Tony, but I don't know why he asked me to play because even then he's so decrepit he couldn't even get it over the net in his serves. And you know when you're trying to lose to somebody, you know, and he's like, and I'm trying to lose, but he couldn't get it over the net. How do you lose? How do you lose? He can't get it past the net. So what do you yeah, do? I, I can't play tennis, but I, I mean, it was like I'm like, this is crazy. Why? Why are we on here? Why are we stood here, Tony? You know. He Tony was great. Pike, the legend, everyone. Look him wow. up. Tony Pikes. I mean, what a guy, you know what I mean? Like, I had some great parties with him. I've been there when like everyone's been there, from Freddie Mercury to Grace Jones, and and like, you know, there's like, can we have the dessert menu, please? And he just turned the plate over and just throw something on the top of it, you know, and say, there's your dessert. You know, it's like, all oh, right, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> Is that icing sugar? Right. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. Waiter, waiter, waiter. There's something wrong with this icing sugar. It's making my face go numb. No, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> what is it? Well, no, senor, it's fine. Everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, it's Colombian. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's Colombian, right? Where's the, where's the where's the other bit though? The cake bit. <laughs> the bit that goes underneath the powder. Yeah, but but fantastic time. I mean, but that's when. I mean, I think when you know, like we said before. I mean, I don't want to rub it in again, but we did live in the best history, you know. We didn't. We haven't had to fight any real wars, you know. We've had it so easy. It's crazy, so, and that's why it's our duty to like, you know, spread that love and you know, and try and and try and you know. I mean, Bez, you know, Bez from the Happy Mondays, when Vivian Westwood son Joe is like a great activist as well, and we're saying, look, if we don't. Our generation, you know, like us, like 40, 50 somethings, you know, like about 50 somethings, don't try and like intervene in some way or another, or just at least be stand up and be counted. Just don't let this happen to all the kids getting paid. Sure, sure. Don't let this thing happen. We have to like be there and, like, and, 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 and stand up and say, this is bullshit, you know, like, you know, because if we don't, it's like, you know, people are just going to, you know, just annihilate a lot of it, and they're already brainwashing the kids. You know, it's all happening, man. They're brainwashing all of us. You know, we can't help it. You know, it's like You're right. You're it's a consumer, right. consumer society now, and that's all it's about. You know, you can even buy virtual cars to get into virtual nightclubs, to get virtual jackets, to get virtual girlfriends. You know, it's like you, oh, you don't have and, one. Oh, wait, you, know, wait, you don't have the virtual size girlfriend, the plastic one. <laughs> Oh man, you know, like, uh, like I get in enough trouble as it is. <laughs> where's my virtual girlfriend? Yeah, where's your virtual girlfriend? Just she'll, she'll answer. She'll say yes to everything you want to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, some of us always had virtual girlfriends, Lenny, but we won't go there. But, um, but like, my, I had an, I had an imaginary friend as a kid, and my mum and dad preferred him to me. Oh. <laughs> I always say that, but I didn't. Have, but, but I had an invisible dad. I had a virtual dad, so that's yeah, virtual dad, virtual mom, well, right? And it was only me and my mom, so my dad had to be virtual. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had a few uncles, put it that way, but we won't go there either. You know, so it's not always been easy. Is that why you're? Is that why you are the way you are? You would say because of what went on as a kid. I mean, I don't know, man. You know, like um. I think, you know, all, all, everything helps, you know, it shapes you, your childhood shapes you, shapes how you turn out, of course it does, you know, like, that's why, you know, but I, I think, I don't think, yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, I, I wouldn't put it down to the fact that I only found out that I had ADHD when I was in my 50s, or, you know, quite recently, you know, and, then, and then, so, like, all of a sudden I've got letters after my name, I was expecting an OBE, you know, not an HDD, you know, it was like, well, STD, you know, like, you know, crazy, we won't go there, you know, I remember you back in the day, mate, you know what I mean, if you got, if you got off the island, like, uh, safe and sound, you you were looking, you make it, right, you got home, you got home, you're a good looking guy, I need a virtual girlfriend tonight, it was like, you couldn't get a girlfriend until I got a nightclub, come on, mate, a second, if I remember correctly, with the kind of one that you were sporting, it wasn't hard for you to get any woman at that time. If I remember correctly, well, you know, like, but I mean, I was always faithful, which muffled me, but you know, that's another story. But, uh, but you know, like, uh, you know, again, I can put my head on the pillow at night, 
and like you know with my other three girlfriends you know i'm a virtual one over there you know but you know it's always nice i'm you know I, i'm uh i can't be i mean i wouldn't be able to have a virtual girlfriend and a real girlfriend it'd be too much trouble mate wouldn't it i know it's already yeah. enough troubles it is <laughs> yeah, one's enough <laughs> one's enough you know what i mean i'll be, be getting told off by my virtual girlfriend i'll be uh for coming in late yeah right where the hell you been Where you been you know I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I've been down the club. I've been down the club. Well, why did you go down the club? We could have stayed here and gone to the club. You know, I've been on the club all night. Isn't that crazy? You know, the you never left the house. You never left the house. You went to the club. I didn't. I know. I just I don't get my head around here. Oh, this drink didn't taste right. Well, you made it. You know. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you me. Yeah, come on. I'm thirsty already. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, do they dance? I mean, I mean, what do you do? You know, it's crazy, isn't it? Oh, it's unbelievable. And the fact that you like, they, they, I know, I saw it, it was like that you could buy like a pair of Gucci loafers that are virtually the same price as like, you know, like the meal fare, you know. I don't know if you actually get a meal fare and anything, but I don't believe you do. I think you have to buy. I'm not sure about that. I'm not, I can't quote on that. I'm yeah, like, I, I can't quote it, but I, but but it's but it's, I mean I know like. So I remember them saying that you were able to make this secondary person in this virtual club world that you yeah. can actually be like this player and set up your car, your, yeah. your mansion. I'm like, and it's like it's beautiful girls, probably your mate next door, or the big fat guy over the street that you never got on with. You know what I mean? He's like pretending to be this beautiful blonde, you know, like you know, and you're buying all these like. <laughs> I'm going out and buying the boot. Hey, I don't buy that. I don't buy the boot. Sorry. Yeah, you know, we're waltzing about in your new Gucci suit and your and your the boot in trainers that cost you two thousand dollars. Everybody's saying they just want to live in the real world. So do I. I just want to come back. I want to hang with you like I always do. I want to club with you. We have a fucking ball. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what it's about. You know, I don't know. I mean, even like this, it's like, you know, it's so great to see you last week. And and that's what it's about. You know, it's that unity, you know, like the the scene, the music scene, especially. And, you know, I don't know about, I can't speak for hip hop because when I was on tour with hip hop bands, there was a lot of violence, you know, at the time. Um, but this was mid '80s, you know, like it was just as NWA and Public Enemy were coming out. I was on tour with them guys, and I, I loved them, but, you know. But it was all a bit too much for me, you know. Like, and then when I and, and I, from punk rock, you know, like I mean, which is you know, there wasn't as much violence there, but it seemed like quite violent and aggy and fast. But when I first came to America and heard like songs like um. Like, like, just make that move, you know, like, like, I always sticks in my mind, just make that move, baby. You know, like, uh, the Todd Todd Terry film, uh, which I mentioned before on, um, on West, on West Side. I mean, I, it was just like kind of so beautiful, you know, that somebody could sing like that and people be, were happy to do that, you know what I mean? But I love the element, like, the, I really, it really appealed to me that you just see these, like, you know, the most, Amazing, like dancers in 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 New York as well at that time, and they were like you know and the gay guys and they just loved all those like you know those songs you know what I mean and like you know like until the morning comes I just all these songs and they were just so kind of divas. 
That's and, right. uh, and it was just so amazing to see, you know, it was a real eye opener and uh, in, in the in the right possible way, not the, you know, like, so I just like loved that. And, and I just loved that kind of old, I mean, I remember RuPaul, she used to be down the sound factory, you know, I remember Madonna coming down there one time and she got, that's when she got the bogus film, wasn't it? Pre to that, brother. Pre yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, because no, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was like, it was, she was came because no, you, you remember, because Vasquez had that tune. If Madonna calls, if Madonna calls. Yeah, well, that, was when, that was when Junior did that, and yeah. she got angry with Junior uh, because yeah, yeah. She, he recorded her saying, Hi, Junior, it's Madonna, you there? And yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Track, of course you would if you're a queen, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, and she like didn't talk to him for years before. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you know, like it was like but it was funny, it was worth but it. It blew up, it was huge. It went on the radio. Yeah, it was massive, wasn't it? Hi Junior. It blew her up, you know what I mean? Like in other countries, you know. I mean, Junior was like, I mean, he was like, is, is he still around, Junior? I'm not, yes, uh, he's still around. Yes, he is. Yeah, good. By the way, he's painting as well. Is, is he really? Oh, I bless him. Well, he's um, I mean, he was, I, I just, I love those, like the, the choreography of that place, you know, like when the surround sound went down, swept round and the lights went out and the blackouts and the pinstripe dropped, like lights and just dropped down and there'd be a bogus there. People had moved around the club, you know, like people were shapeshifting in there. It was just amazing. And they'd come in in the morning, all the the the, the, the really tan, tall transvestites with their sheets. You remember the material over the top of the crowd? Sure, it was like waves, and it's like, wow, this is like what it's all about, you know. This is so, in, in, of saying that, you saw all that, and you brought it right to England in your way. Yeah, yeah, you know, little bits of it, not, the, um, not, what, not what went on in the toilets. I'm gonna I didn't, that, you know. I didn't say the toilet part. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Were they toilets or was it just a big puddle that people used to kneel in? Oh. You know? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, That's what I said, the same thing, Jesus. <laughs> I'm going with yeah, Sound Factory was the after of Garage. People who got yeah. to see Sound Factory understood what Junior was doing. I always felt there was extension of the Paradise Garage. And yeah, it was, yeah, definitely. It wasn't Garage. Yeah. It was just what it was bigger, you know, wasn't it? It was much Oh bigger. no, it was smaller. The room was smaller. But Sound Factory and Junior became greater. The myth. Yeah, the, it was just like I mean, it was something else. I mean, like it really was. I mean, his DJ booth was his living room, wasn't it? Right, it's like, it was crazy. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, he just had a living room. You know what I mean? Like settees in there. It was just there. You know, he's, he had these little pipes and he's there. It was just like he was, he was like, in there, but he was locked in. You know. But I, you know, I mean, like, but he was a proper Nazi when he came down to other DJs, you know, like a house Nazi, you know, say. Yeah, the levels would be down, you know, like, it was like, what are you scared of me? We, we were all kicked off because Sasha played one time, and this is long before Sasha was doing his um, full on, like, uh, trancy thing. He was like, he was playing, you know, Sasha's a great DJ as well. I mean, he's got, he can key mix like no one. And uh, I don't know if Junior was threatened by him, but, he, but he let the sound patch, he said he could play. 
And then, um, but what he made sure the sound was like a quarter of the level, you know, like uh, whilst he played, so you could hardly hear it. And then, as soon as Junior went on, it just sound came back, boom, you know. And the crowd went crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Right. You know I mean? That's why they did that. They all did that. Larry Levan did the same thing at the garage. Anybody played that he was when he went away, they sound system had a cage on it. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right, like yeah. it was like what happened? So he came back and then the system sounded incredible. It's crazy though, isn't it, when you think about it? Because you want everybody in the club to be having a great no. time. You don't know. Not with them. No, 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 no. No, It's all about me. It's all those about queens, me. Me, 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 me. Those queens needed it to be their way. It was their yeah. home. Well, that's I remember Frankie telling me that's why he went back down to Chicago for a while. Couldn't yeah, get a you know, yeah, just, you know, everybody was just getting too bitchy, you know, and it's like, come on. And like, you know, I love that man, you know, he was like, he was such a, a special character. I mean, I really, I did love him. He you told know? you, he told you the truth. I, that's the part I loved about him. <laughs> he told you, even if you didn't want to hear it, he told you that, <laughs> you know what I mean, Dave, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You got it. You got the truth. Here it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ask him. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. That you know, it's like, do you like it? It's like, hmm, hmm. Mm. <laughs> like, I mean, he was, he was always lovely to us. You know, I had some amazing times, and and he thought my club was otherworldly. You know, if you see it, if you look at the tales of the glamour and excess uh, trailer later on tonight, you'll see. Um, he was, he's yeah, on there, and he's like. Oh. About, it's only a couple of weeks before he passed less. Let me see if I can get that up. Hang on, and then we'll close out with that. What is it again? It's called Tales of Glamour and Excess. Tales, All right, no, here we go. No access. Tales, yeah, no access. Tales of Glamour. And, and there's, there's, a, there's a lot of people on there who's sadly no longer with us, you know, like uh, Weatherall, Andy Weatherall, and there's Frankie on there. It's, uh, yeah, it's quite, it's, it's a nice little trailer. It's only it. a couple of minutes long, I think. Let me see if I can find it. Wait a minute. Hold on. I think I found you, it. YouTube? Yeah, I'm on YouTube. Um, why is it, everything else is coming up except that. No, it will. Tales of Glamour? Yeah, Tales of Glamour and Excess. Annex, Annexes. Yeah, and there should be a picture of me like ripping a note in half. Yep, master take, taste the take. Got it. Hang on. Yeah, the first one I think it'll be. There's one shorter, one longer. There's a there's a re-edited version of it, but the first one's a better one, I think. Let me see if I can share it. Hang on. Hang on, everybody. Stay with me. Yeah, got it. Oh yeah. Allow. Let's bring up the audio. Oh yeah, it needs to go back. Yeah, it needs to be going back to the beginning. Yeah, let's go. Let's bring it kind of sums it up, really. And that Howard Marks, of course. Feel nice. Sleep was out of the question. Tales of glamour and excess. Back to basics. I don't know what this tune is. Here's the why. We're here today with uh, the next attacks. We're here to celebrate our 21st anniversary.
went to school, you either went on the dole or went down the pit. There was a recession going on, Thatcher had barely put the boot in, you know, there's a lot of unemployment. All of a sudden, um, there's the sex. Oh, he's no longer with us either. This was just so outrageous. He shocked everybody's parents. It's like, yeah, that's what most kids want to do. The whole thing was about that. Tim. Oh, yes. And then we were in Chicago at the Metro, places like that. So listening to it, hearing this, you know, hearing house music, it's just totally got me by the balls and dragging me. <laughs> perfect a soundtrack to the confused punk stroke soul work. There's something about 303, there's something about the acid noise that tweaks my brain in such a way that it would always turn me off. It's like punk rock, anybody could do it. He really felt like he belonged to something otherworldly. It's true. Doing these mind-altering drugs, and they were wanting to, they were wanting a, a, a better level of freedom. Football violence changed overnight, which it did, because uh, all of a sudden people didn't want to fight. People didn't want to be like that. We've been doing it for quite a long time. You know, since '91, we've been at it since '87. You know, the all e-culture, the all acid house thing. It's kind of run its course. That's when we started moving into some vacant territory. That's how we started off. We wanted to change it. We wanted something different. It is time to return to those old core values. Time to get back to basics. Back to basics put the leaves on the Lovely and Alice yeah. put together what turns up, you know, turns out to be, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best clubbing brands that I think the United Kingdom's had the pleasure to experience. There wasn't tons of money, there wasn't tons of being judged. We were doing something very new and very fresh for the city and the area. I used to judge everybody on shoes, shoes and haircuts. I wouldn't let people in because I knew that if we made it difficult for people to get in, there's one that in even more. We get caught some people like David Bowie and Chrissy Hine and people like that asking us to make records with them. We're living the dream. Obviously, when Ali died, you've changed. It's always there. That's why we never changed the philosophy of the club. That's why we never sold out. There'll be clubs that have grown out of the EDM explosion that you know won't be here in five years' time. But I know basics for Oh, no, it's true. Really? Yeah. Love that. I remember that. Two steps further than any other fucker. Remember that? It's a pretty bold statement. Back to basics. Two steps further than any other fucker. That about that about sums you up, Bernie. <laughs> I think if the film never gets finished, I think that that that, that little trailer is kind of um, amusing. Well, yeah, I think yeah. that, dude, I think that sums up the whole two hours on True House Stories. Yeah. Yeah, we got everything in. Yeah. We got everything in. We got everything in. And in the last minute, he sent me all these things to put in, and thankfully, we got it all in. Yeah, and, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. And last question for you. Where do we go from here? You're doing Ibiza? Yeah, we're in Ibiza for this summer, um, on and off. Uh, uh, Glastonbury, 
I mean, I think Glastonbury this year is going to be so spiritual. It it always is spiritual, you know. It's like a, it's like kind of. I think that and Burning Man are, are going to be the sort of, hopefully the the the, the where the consciousness of the, the I, I'm I'm pinning my hopes on the consciousness of the human race, like you know, really realizing you know it being an access to. You know, getting them everybody together again, you know, on on mass, and just you know, and spreading the love, and you know, and um, and just saying, you know, it's going to be all right, you know, because there's a lot of people out there disenfranchised, and just like they don't know where they're going and what they're doing, man, you know. And uh, at least, um, at least, like we don't know where we're going, but you know, at least we know why we're going, you know. And it's like you just keep doing what we do. If everybody can be, I mean, when Anzu died at the funeral, everyone was there from the nineties, and we said if there's one thing we can do in his legacy is just like you, because it's a big hole there where he, what he left, and with Frankie. And I said like you know if we can just take a bit of that integrity, and if we can just be all time and be a little bit better people, you know, because of it. And um and just try and have a bit of that, just a, a a little bit of that integrity, you know, like just the straight up facts, like you say, Frankie told you how it is, Andrew told you how it was, you know, it's like the truth is the truth, Ruth, you know. The truth shall set you free. Yeah, the truth will set you free, you know. Yeah, as much as you don't want to hear it sometimes, you know it's like... <laughs> I'd love to know. what You have to tell me offline what Frankie said to you. But, uh, but, uh, oh, I'll tell you exactly what he said to me. Yeah. Bitch, get over it. Just, I yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. You're crying into your vinyl. You know, it's like, don't you like it? No. Like, no! No! Wait! No, no, it's not my cup of tea, but it's, it's cool, it's cool. Somebody said to me that they said to ah oh, Frankie, who was it? I want to be just like you. <laughs> and Frankie said, just like this, honey. They've already made one, Frankie. Yeah, bless him. You be you. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, you know. And, and, I, know. and anyway, know. Judy can't look after two of us. No. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I got to. She probably could have actually. Listen. And on that note, I want to thank you, Dave Beer. And I'd like to say thank you as well, America. I love you guys. You know, what I mean, always, have, always. We all love you. We all love you. And I can't wait to see you back over that side of the pond as well. You, you know? will. I'll, we'll see each other. And in yeah. the meantime, I want to tell everybody: next Wednesday, the legend himself, Joe Smooth Thomas Land, is coming on. My brothers. Sisters, that's gonna be be freaks. I mean, why you know that's exactly the kind of thing that I was talking about when I first heard songs like that. That you know, like it was like I don't know if young younger people understand now, and because they've heard that kind of music all the time. But when that like the record came out with that kind of that message, you know, like you know, it's all right. It's all right. all right. And it's going to oh, be all right. All right. And the music lasts forever. Oh, it was just amazing. 
I mean, like, what, you know, like, when you didn't need anything else, my ears have just stood up all on end. See? Yeah, that's what I talk about. Anthems. Anthems that change the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, so important. I mean, like, again, I don't want to keep going on about Frankie, but when I hear things like, you know, because Robert Owens had made a record with him recently, but when I first heard, like, Tears and I'll Be Your Friend, you know, it was just like... They still wow. hold that weight. They still hold that weight. They still hold that strength. Yeah, that- man. The, the whistle song, just like, as well, it's just like, you know, it's just like, and it's simplicity. It's just like, it's, it's just amazing. What dropped right, when we talked about it on, on Saturday, you know, about certain records you can play at the right time. You know, you have like, to know how to, and you have to know how to. Yeah, exactly. You have yeah. to know how to. You have to be a craftsman, you know. Don't just took it in any old time. That's it does, right. You know that. Yeah, you know, no. you got to know what you're doing because you just yeah. can't go in there and go, okay, right, we're going to play one big hit after another. Does not work like that. It, and I mean, like, when you think about a song like Tears, it's quite, like, kind of, it's so, like, melancholy, and, you know, and it's like, what did you say, you know? I, I'm a real good oh. dancer. I'm a real good actor, is it? I'm a real good dancer. Right. This is a heavy load. My love, you know, my tears. And you give me total control. Right. And, and, I, and I, like, wow, it's like, well, when, and it's really kind of sad, you know, what he's saying, you know, like, and, and Club Lonely as well, you know, like, lonely people. Because what do we talk about in the nightclub scene? How screwed up the whole thing is with people and they're finding life. Yeah, yeah. finding like unity, you know what I mean? Life. Life. It's like house music was a place where you came together, you got locked into the group, there's a group on, there's world, you felt safe. No matter what your, your persuasion were, what, where you were from, you know, what the color of your skin, the sexual persuasion, you know, just uh, we were just locked in together. With, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing, you know. And, uh, and, uh, and it's hats off to you guys for pioneering that, you know, I'll always have that respect for you guys and like you know and when we come over there it's a little bit like selling snow to the Eskimos you know (laughs) (laughs) but you know like we're good at selling things so you know well, you know what? You guys took it to another level, and I give that a lot of credit. Thank God for all of you because none of us would have had these humongous careers that we've all enjoyed because of that. You got to understand that's you took a dream, you saw something in America, and you said we love this, and you twisted it, and you brought everybody over and made it even that much greater. Yeah, it was, it was great to support it as well, though, as well. And I mean, like, I remember, like, you know, like the all the New York Rican Souls thing, you know, you know, what those guys were doing and those those parties, like, because everybody was a part of it as well. And you know, the fedoras and the big Cuban cigars, and it was like, kind of like, you know, it just gave, like, you know, you know, like, even if that's all you had, and a, 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 a cigar, you know, and you were in there. You know, you were you. They felt great, and they're, 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 the guys, you know, had a way of making everybody feel welcome on that dance floor. You know, and like you know, I always remember being proud as punch when I'd get a shout out. You know, they'd be in the house, and it's like I'd be like, "Woo, that is that is unbelievable." That was like that's that's like getting the FA Cup. You know, it's like yeah, it's like you know, it's, you've been verified. You're verified now. Yeah, it's really beautiful. You know, and it's like and it's like going to open the you know, the White Sox or something, you know, <laughs> back in the day, big, big, like, Joe DiMaggio, boom, knock it out. Brilliant, thank you. 
Thank, Thank you, Dave. Beer. God bless everybody. Kenny Dobbs in the house. Everybody's in the house. They're all yeah, checking. Kenneth. Yeah, Kenneth. Yeah, and Little Las Vegas. Everybody's in the house. So, <laughs> and good night, everyone. I will be tomorrow on Twitch at 12 New York time playing music, talking the whole thing. That's five o'clock in the UK. We're going to see each other live. Thanks again, Dave Beer. God bless you and everything you do. And hopefully, you invite me again to play. Oh, Man, you know, of course, mate, and I thank you so much. I mean, you showed me what the spirit of it was about as well. You know, like you came, you played, and you know, you know, I won't divulge anything, but you know, thank you.